to the Rock Your Best Life podcast. On this podcast, I bring you information, education, advice, and tips from healthcare professionals, scientists, doctors, and everyday people who have changed their lives and health through diet, lifestyle, and mindset changes and are now rocking their best life. Join me on this journey to rock your best life. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice, as I am not a qualified healthcare provider. The information presented on this podcast is for educational purposes only. Rock Your Best Life and Rock and Rosa Wellness are not qualified to provide medical advice. Please consult your own physician or provider with any medical issues that you may be experiencing. This disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors of this podcast. Welcome back. I'm so glad that you've tuned in to this podcast today and that you're taking charge of your health and you're ready to rock your best life. So I, you know, I haven't been feeling so rocking lately this past week, but I'm back. I'm feeling so much better today. And that's what's, you know, important. You know, we, we got to take care of ourselves, you guys. Um, and, and, you know, my, I guess you could say my bad habit is that I'm pretty stubborn sometimes. And I want to just heal myself. I think I know everything. I think I know all these things that I need to do. But there's a time when you do need to kind of stop and think, well, maybe I need a little bit of help, right? And that's why I'm here, you guys, for you. Um, But I ended up having to go to the doctor because, you know, for a week or a little over a week, and I was trying to push through it, I had a lot of bladder pain. And so what it ended up is I did have an infection, and I haven't had a bladder infection or UTI um, or a kidney infection in, you know, 16 years ago I had one that was really bad. And so I know that I don't want it to get to that level where it's going into my kidneys um, because, you know, I was young when I had that, you know, 16 years ago, um, and I just let it go and let it go, and then I was in the emergency room. So we don't want that. But anyway, you know, of course, I drink a lot of water. Um, but I had stopped taking my electrolytes and, um, we've been going to the hot springs a lot lately. And, um, well, you know, the doctor didn't really think that had anything to do with it. I think that because of the salt, the mineral content in the water, I probably did really dry myself out a lot and, you know, all the steam, all that stuff. And even though I drink a lot of water there, I think I really need to up my water game and I brought the lights, uh, the electrolytes back in. So. That's what's up with me. I'm feeling a lot better now, ready to rock it, and ready to bring you some amazing interviews. And today is a really great one with Barry. I'm sorry, James Barry. Um, And if you don't know who he is, he is the founder, the creator of um, Pluck Organ Meat Seasonings, which is one of my go-tos. I love it. Um, It's a nice, clean um, seasoning, and it's got some really simple ingredients, and then it has organs in it. And I love how he just compacts all these organs in there with some great flavor where you can't even taste it. Um, You know, 
I love organs. I love to eat raw liver. I'm a weirdo. I know. <laughs> but I love that. I mean, I don't do it as often as I did, you know, kind of um, a couple years ago um, when, you know, I, I really needed it, I guess. Um, but I, when I crave it, I crave it and I love it. Um, so this is a really great way to get your, you know, nutrients, you guys, um, because you know that we are just really depleted in our soil and, um, you know, most of our diets, it's really hard to get those, those whole, um, nutrients that we need, you know, for our bones, all those minerals. Um, so this is a really great thing, you guys. And I really love his product. And he is also, he's a 16 plus year um, chef. He's been in the culinary field for a long time. And he he started out as a private chef. He was cooking for um, Gerard Butler, George Clooney, Sean Puffy Combs, Barbara Streisand, John Cusack, um, Tom Cruise, Mariska Hartay. Um, he was cooking for all these people. And then he also... Um, he started a food delivery company called Wholesome To Go. And I think, you know, what I love about him is he really, you know, he was cooking for all these celebrity chefs and then he decided he wanted to kind of venture out and he wanted to bring whole foods, simple whole foods to everybody. You know, he thought, why should just like the elite and the celebrities, you know, have all the best, you know, food and um you know, quality ingredients, like everybody needs access to this, which, you know, I agree. Um, and that's, you know, kind of why he, he looked at all, you know, all of, he looked at the whole picture and that's kind of why he decided to go out and create pluck as well. And you'll hear his story, which is really great. Um, and his health journey, you know, it, it all comes from that, you know, he wasn't feeling well, so he changed some things and he changed his life and he's rocking his best life. And that's so, it sounds so simple, but it is really hard, you know, to see that you need to make that change, to make that change and, you know, try different things, you know, what works in the beginning may not work for you um, a few years down the road. You know, I found that for myself to be so, so, so true. That's why I'm always changing. I'm always evolving, you know, um, and I love having these conversations with people. And I hope you really enjoy this interview today. Oh, yeah, he's also he also co-authored co a few books, too. Uh, thought I'd mention that. Um, and uh, one of them was called Eat Naked. And the other one is the, the Naked Foods Cookbook. So I think that's like a follow-up to that one. So, yeah, he's, he's just promoting, like, eating whole foods and getting our kids involved. And, you know, having these whole nutrient-dense foods. It's so important. Um, so I love his message. I love his story. And I love his product. So go check out Pluck. Check out James Berry. And I will be putting all of his um, contact information, all his website, his product, all that and is going to be in the show notes. Um, but I hope that you are loving this podcast. And if you guys have any questions, any concerns, you want to see a guest on the podcast, don't forget to message me on Instagram, Rock and Rosa Wellness, or on Facebook, or shoot me an email. Um, all of that's in the show notes as well. Um, let me know how I'm doing. You know, is there any kind of information that you want to, you want to know more about? Um, just let me know. I'm really open to reaching out to people. And, you know, the feedback has been amazing so far. 
I've gotten, you know, <laughs> I've gotten to interview some pretty amazing people, I think, so far. Um, and I, you know, I want to kind of reach out to other people that aren't just meat-based. And I know that, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm personally, you know, I'm meat-based. Um, but, you know, I am open to, you know, other things. Because what works for me may not work for you or somebody else. And I do want to kind of be open to, you know... Just these holistic ways of eating, these holistic ways of um, living and and breathing and being, you know, there it's more than just food, you guys. It's mind, it's it's spiritual, it's it's everything. So, you know, if there's anybody that you know out there that would like me to interview them and get some more information, just shoot me a message. I would love to hear it. And don't forget to share this podcast on, you know, your social media, your Instagram, Facebook, and tag me. Let me know how you're liking it. Um, And I will see you guys in the next episode. And don't forget to rock your best life. I have James Berry with me today, who is a um, 16 plus year um, in the culinary field who started as a private chef. And he's a celebrity chef. Um, and he's also co-wrote a few books, and he is the um, creator of one of my favorite seasonings, this organ-based uh, pluck seasoning here. Um, and I'm so excited to have him on today. Welcome, James. Thanks for having me, Rosa. Of course. So my first question is, you know, what is your journey? What led you to, you know, first of all, this is something that's much needed, I believe, you know, like an organ-based seasoning. Um, and also, you know, all of the healthy books, you know, that you've helped, you know, create and all the things that you do. Yeah, well, um, so, yes, this is a very, very needed um, support tools, this spice, the organ-based spice, because, you know, like, it, the 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 number of nutrient deficient people in the world is staggering it's like 2 billion plus people which is really hard to like compute when you think of that many people but that's yeah. that's over 30% of the world and i guarantee it's higher than that that's just the people they've measured right yeah so it's much higher than that so nutrient deficiency is a real thing and we need to figure that out i mean we're just going to continue to have chronic illness so um but my, my story really comes, uh, from, I mean, I think it's kind of funny. I was like, how old was I? I was like, uh, I just graduated from college. So I think I was around 21 and I, I was having incredible pain, you know, in my abdomen and I could, and I was, I was away from college. I was away from home. I grew up in California in Northern California and I gone to college in Santa Cruz and I was actually in Massachusetts at a theater uh, company called uh, the Williamstown theater festival. And I, I had this incredible pain in my abdomen and I had no idea what was going on. I mean, it, it was, it, there was so much pressure. I thought I was going to have like an, a, a burst appendix. I didn't, I, 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 which I had never had. I just, I didn't know what was going on. It felt uh, not to be too graphic, but it felt like I just had to take a really big dump. You know what I mean? Like I, like I just had like, um, like was incredibly constipated. That's how it felt. Yeah. And what turned it out, what it turned out to be was that I had a kidney stone. Oh, 
Oh, and, it, wow. and it was one of the most painful things I've ever experienced. And I was told later on, like as a male, it's like the closest men can get to having a child and it's still not yeah. even close. Right. Yeah. So it was so painful. And then when I passed it, I was in the hospital and I passed and I said, what, what caused this? How do I make sure that I don't get this again? And the doctor said, well, what, what have you been drinking and eating? And I was like, well, and I just graduated. Right. So I knew, and I just, I had to like, I just had finals in college and I knew like leading up to finals and all that. And just how busy I was to get out of school, like leading up to that two weeks, I was eating pizza and I was drinking root beer, like nonstop. That's yeah. all I was doing. And then, and I told that to the doctor and the doctor was like, well, that's why you got a kidney stone. I said, what do you mean? And it was the first moment where I connected that the food I put in my body affects my health. I was 21 and I still didn't really understand that. But when he said, well, you're not drinking enough water, the soda is contributing to impacting your kidneys and it created a stone which is accumulate, you know, the kidney stone is an accumulation of, of minerals, right? Yeah. And from a lack of having enough water in your diet. Mm -hmm. And holy moly, I just, I didn't know that at 21. And I would guarantee, and you know, I say that, and I know there's going to be some people out there going like, oh, that's crazy. You didn't know that 20, but I guarantee there's 40 year olds out there right now. that still don't connect that the food they eat is going to affect their health. I mean, I, I used to own a meal delivery service in LA. And I remember this one guy, this one guy's story stands out to me and I continue to tell it because I think it's so powerful. But so he had gone to the doctor. He was diagnosed with type two diabetes. He was right on the verge of it, basically. And the doctor was like, you need to start taking whatever pharmaceutical drug he was going to recommend. And the guy was like, hold on. I just I just just give me a couple of weeks to try to change things up. And I had a meal delivery at the time that did a sugar control detox. So we pulled out anything that was sugar related and or starches, carbs, anything that converted into sugar quickly in your body. And by doing that in two weeks, this guy was fine. He basically went back to the doctor, he got tested and, and he was no longer type, you know, type two diabetic. Like he was no longer close to getting it. And the doctor said, what did you do? And he said, I just changed my diet. And the doctor said, no way that would work. So even doctors don't connect. I, food I, to well, that's, that's what's so baffling to me is, um, especially whenever we're having digestive issues for long term, they and they never address the food. Like, yeah. that's your that's your digestive system's job, right? Is to so digest it's the first your thing. food. <laughs> to, to me, the first thing you go to, if you're sick, if you have any issues, the first thing you look at is your food mm -hmm. and technically your environment. I would look at both of those things immediately. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So um, so what led you to um, create, um, you said you had a food delivery yeah, so so 9-11 was actually what inspired me to embrace my love of cooking. I was all I, I've loved cooking since I was like seven. Yeah. Um, but I didn't see it as a career for some reason, for it's a very odd reason, I think. I, I mean, I can't even tell you exactly why. I just I, I thought to be and maybe it's because back in the day, you know, being a cook meant you had to own a restaurant and meant you had to work really, you know, nights. And for whatever reason, I, I just didn't see that as a career choice because I didn't want to work late at night. Yeah, but of course, since then, now chefing has exploded. You know, you can write yeah. recipes for magazines. You can be a consultant. You can write cookbooks. You can, 
have meal delivery services. You can create food. I mean, you can, it's endless now, the, the way things you can do as a chef. And, um, but it was 9-11, actually, ironically, since we're so close to, you know, we yeah. just experienced the 9-11 anniversary. Um, it was 9-11 that, that basically awakened me to embracing everything and anything that had heart in my life. And so I reevaluated and I, I changed my careers. I opted to go to a culinary school in New York. I was living in LA at the time. And, um, and so that's how I got into the culinary field over 16 years ago. And I kind of came into the culinary field a little different than some people come in. Like I was, I was already in my thirties when I came in and I always was looking at it from the perspective of, okay, I don't want to work at a restaurant. I like, I want to, I want to support individuals support families. So I, I knew I wanted to do something around private chefing right away. And I was really fortunate to cook with a bunch of celebrities. Um, and and that's what then inspired me to create the meal delivery service because I was cooking for all these celebrities. And I was like, I, you know, I don't want to just cook and help wealthy people. I want to help everyone. And so I saw creating a meal delivery service is more accessible to people that didn't have, you know, a million plus dollars in their bank account. Oh, yeah. Um, so I did that for eight years um, and kind of got swallowed by the business. Like it was really... Um, you know, it's ironic, you know, we can talk about our health stories and how we get into health. But the reality is, is some of the most unhealthy people can sometimes be the health practitioner, the person that's actually supporting yeah. your health, because they're, they're focused so much on helping everyone else, that they sacrifice their own health. And that was definitely me, I was focusing on cooking healthy meals, but I was swallowed by my business, I was working crazy hours, I wasn't eating well, I wasn't exercising. And so selling that company, getting rid of it, really helped me get back on my feet with my health. Um, we also moved away from LA and that helped a lot too. Yeah. And I had kids. So in between that time and now I then had kids and, and I have always thought about how do I take comfort foods? Cause that's really the kind of food most people eat. The majority of Americans that really around the whole world, we're eating comfort foods yeah. always. I mean, coronavirus that highlighted that what because what what went up, you know, increased in in in, um, in how much it was being used and what people were doing, like baking, you know, um, mm -hmm. addictive foods, sugary foods, alcohol. Um, but any kind of comfort food is what people gravitated towards and all mm -hmm. the health stuff flew out the door. So I'm always thinking about how can I turn those common foods, those daily foods into healthy foods, but they're not like that stereotypical healthy food, you know, like, like poached, um, I don't know, poached proteins or mm -hmm. and steamed vegetables, you know, things like that. Like, like the boring, like, the yeah, boring like, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Who needs that? Right. Yeah. Life is too short. We should be, we should be living it fully and, and enjoying the food that we eat. So I'm always about like, how can I maximize the nutrition and maximize the flavor, but keep it really simple. Mm -hmm. And um, having kids really help that because, you know, as a parent, all you want is your kids to be nutritious. You just want them to be healthy. You want them to not get sick. You want them to grow, you know, to their potential, whether it's personality wise or ability wise, but also their health. You want their health to be the best that it can be. And it's challenging as a parent because, you know, you fall into bad habits. Um, your kids do sometimes. Uh, yeah. You do as a parent sometimes just out of lack of time and energy. And, and, um, and so sometimes, you, you know, you're struggling as a parent to get nutritious food in your kids. And I just thought, well, how, okay, one, 
this is kind of my my brain thinking of how I got to pluck, which is okay. One, what is what is the most nutrient food out there? Mm-hmm. You know, like like when you think about what the most nutrient foods are, when you hear your people talk about it, mm-hmm. what do people usually say? I mean, I, I usually see kale on yeah. the list. I see blueberries. I see red meat. Um, mm-hmm. what, do you see anything else I didn't mention? Fish. Fish. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's different when you um, like more I when you do the research as opposed yeah. to seeing what's in the mainstream. Right. What the mainstream thinks is uh, healthy. Sometimes when we when we people in the know, we know, well, maybe that's not so healthy. <laughs> yeah. But you'll see these lists. You do any search like most nut- yeah. nutrients nutrient dense foods, you'll see a list. And, and mm-hmm. on that list will be most likely something we just listed right now. Yeah. But also on the list will usually be beef liver. Yeah. And you'll see when they're measuring all the nutrients of those foods on this mm-hmm. list, you'll see beef liver just blows everything out of the water. It and does. not just by a little, I mean, like blows it out of the water. And it mm-hmm. also like some things won't have other things, but beef liver has pretty much everything in it. And so I kind of, mm-hmm. I just look at organ meats animal organ meats as mother nature's multivitamin. Like it's just there. It's there for the taking. It's got an amazing amount of nutrients in it. It's got vitamins like A, B, C, D, E, and K. It's, it's, it's got, it's rich in essential minerals like iron, calcium, copper, magnesium, phosphorus, potassium, zinc. I mean, these are all minerals and nutrients that you'll find in prenatals. Right. Yes. So this is all yeah. like, like organs are really like the, the thing that helps create life. And so it's one of those things that when I was looking at, okay, what is the most nutrient foods? I'm like, well, clearly organ meats are it, but mm-hmm. what's the problem here? Because people aren't eating them. We've lost the, the taste from our great grandparents ate them, but we're yeah. not eating them. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, when you, when you kind of, you know, when I have a childhood memory of having to eat once in a while, having to eat like liver and onions and i'm like oh gosh i don't want to eat that you know um it didn't sound appetizing so i never ate it since uh you know i was a child until until i learned how good they were and then i started to try and incorporate them yeah totally And, and that's the reality is for whatever reason we've we've lost that taste for them and um Cause I talked to like my mom, my mom liked the taste. She used to eat organ meats as a kid mm-hmm. and she liked it, but for whatever reason, we were not fed those organ meats. And so, um, so really what, what came down to is like, okay, A, I identified the most nutrients dense food in the planet. And then B, I identified the problem is we're not eating them and we don't, and we've lost the art of cooking them. So mm-hmm. that's when I started formulating pluck. Cause I was like, okay, if I can utilize the modern technique of freeze drying organs which maintains the most nutrient density of it so you're cook you know when you freeze dry it is a form of cooking but it's not as intense as literal cooking it's not a, it's even a little bit better than um, dehydrating and oh, so okay. yeah like it's slightly better so out of all the modern techniques of preservation uh, preserving food it's one of the more nutrient dense ways of doing it so i i I utilize freeze-dried powdered organs, and I'm using using organs and pluck from liver, heart, kidney, spleen, and pancreas. And um, and so I'm not just utilizing you know liver, but I'm utilizing all five of mm-hmm. those organs. And then I'm complementing the organs with 
like organic herbs and spices. So I'm, I'm kind of taking the flavors of like onion and garlic and parsley and thyme and things like that. I'm, I'm taking the herbs and spices and I'm just kind of offsetting that taste that we associate with organ meats, that kind of icky or, or yeah. metallic taste. Well, I was going to say when I, when you taste your, the seasoning that I have, which is just the organ based all purpose seasoning, um, it's, it doesn't taste like organs at all. It just tastes delicious. Like, you know, the onion, like you've described all those, uh, flavors yeah thank you uh, yeah i mean i my goal was to make it so you didn't know there were organs in there and, oh no you yeah. wouldn't know I, yeah. if, if i just put this on anything my family i don't have to say anything i could just say hey i have this seasoning i'm gonna put on there it's, it's delicious yeah you don't you don't even have to tell them if you're worried about them being picky now my kids know what it is and they mm -hmm. love i mean they ask for it on everything i mean they put it on popcorn toast fish um beef chicken salad i mean we I, I, you name it we put it on there and and it's not me forcing it on them they request it you know when they have yeah. toast with butter they sprinkle it on there and they go crazy with it and um you know as a parent i'm like great do it do it up because it's not it's not in, as high in sodium as many of the other blends out there and then yeah. it's got organ meat in it so i'm just like go for it I mean, as a parent, I, it's like, I feel so much better. Like I was just thinking about like the, on Friday, we usually have like a movie night for a family movie night. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking about, gosh, like even family movie night is nutritious because we put it on the popcorn. Yeah. And it's yeah, like, that's, as a oh, parent, that's I just feel so good. <laughs> I'm just like, great. I don't know. You know, cause I, I feel like before I came up with pluck, I feel like there were days and I say night, there were nights I would be going to sleep and I'd be thinking about, man, did, did my kids get enough nutrition today? Mm -hmm. Or did, you know, because they were going through a picky period, did they, did they get enough, you know, or why are they maybe, you know, they're constipated or something like that. It's like, why, why are they, you know, is it my fault that they're not getting enough vegetables and not getting enough nutrients, things like that. And now it's like, I don't have to even think about it. Yeah, no, it's, I would say it's perfect for anybody, but especially people with kids. Yeah. Um, because I, you know, we can't, it's hard, it's a really hard to kind of incorporate some of these really healthy things when everything's so hyper palatable. Um, yeah. yeah. And how, how would you describe, so you were saying like, cause I think that's the hardest thing for any listeners. Like, well, what does it actually taste like? Cause I'm always trying to explain to people that the predominant flavor is umami. Are you familiar with that? Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you. I saw that on the package. I'm not, I, I've heard it thrown around, but I don't know exactly what it is. What is umami? So umami is considered the fifth taste. So we okay. have, you know, salty, sweet, bitter, sour are the four tastes, you know, in our mouth. But they identified back in the day, um, this is actually from Japan, I think, they identified umami. And it's a unique flavor. I mean, it's not, you can't, it's not yeah. salty. It's not sour. It's not sweet. It's totally unique. And it's something that you find in packaged foods. Um, they usually will put MSG and MSG is a form of umami of that yeah. flavor. And what umami really is, I would say it's savory. That's kind of the That's best. That's what I was going to say. It reminds me of like, it's like a, a savory flavor. Yeah. To me. Yeah, it is. It's very savory. And what it does, though, is because it's a unique flavor, it actually enhances the flavor of everything else. So like 
it kind of makes, I don't know if you've noticed this when you put it on food, it actually makes the food taste better. Yeah. It just, it ups the flavor of whatever you're adding it to. So not only is it very versatile, but like if you're a parent who's never getting like the accolades or, you know, if you're never feeling like the food you're making for your family yourself is like tasting that great, you mm -hmm. just sprinkle pluck on there and, and it will just taste naturally better. And it has to do yeah. with that umami flavor. It just pumps the flavor up of everything else. Um, so that would be the predominant taste is that kind of savory flavor. But what's so funny is we always joke, we're always like, um, you know, pluck is so versatile and you could pretty much put it on everything. But then we say, but maybe not ice cream. We always joke like that, but we're not <laughs> getting, <laughs> we're not getting clients or, or customers that are saying, actually, I tried it on ice cream and it was good. <laughs> so yay, hey, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how it would be on ice cream. That's interesting. Yeah. So let's go a little bit back to your health journey, your health story. Um, what are some of the changes that you made, um, you know, with your diet and that you think are would be helpful for people to make? Yeah, I so as I mentioned, I've been in the field for a long time um, and and one thing that maybe is a little different for me is I'm, I'm, I'm not a nutritionist, but I'm a chef yeah. by trade. Right. But I've definitely learned a lot of nutrition. Um, I'm married to a functional nutritionist. So I okay. learned a lot from her. Um, but also I've just been in the field a long time and I've been helping people and I've been observing their health. And so what I, what I've kind of done, th these are kind of the things that I've found have moved the needle the most. Um, and I look at it from not just a health perspective, like a nutritional perspective, but I look at it from an achieve achievability perspective, like, cause I'm very much like, I'm the guy like, so you go to a nutritionist, they tell you, this is what I want you to eat. This is what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then the person goes, but how do I do this? Yeah. How do you get from A to B? Yeah. Like, so there's not really the, like how I'm the how guy, I'm the mm -hmm. guy that came in and be like, okay. Hey, this is what your nutritionist, your doctor said you need to eat. And this is how you do it. And so I would come in, and I would support, um, like I would support my clients in incorporating what they, what they've been told to do mm -hmm. and to incorporate it in a way that would actually make their food, like make their lives feel like they weren't being deprived or that they were having to make all these drastic changes. So I, I got really good at like doing substitutions where you didn't realize there were substitutions, which is very much what pluck is, right? I'm yeah. giving you all these organs, but you don't know I'm doing that. And that's kind of what I excel at. So that I just want to preface like one of these health things. So one of the biggest movers of health for me, and this is like top of the list is sleep. So yeah. that's, that's one thing over the 16 plus years is I've really improved my sleep. Because what sleep does is not only support your, your biological systems and working properly, but it helps you make better decisions around food. Mm -hmm. When I don't get good sleep, I make poor decisions around, like I just kind of grab the, the, the first thing I see that's going to satiate me. But when I've slept well, I can actually make informed and better decisions. I can make more disciplined decisions. So that's, yeah. that's really, really important. And it all starts with sleep. The other thing that I that I uh, believe is a true mover of health, and I admittedly don't do it enough. I mean, I guess I've kind of gotten so good at being able to improvise that I don't have to do it as much anymore. But I really do recommend people do this, and I find that my life is a lot easier when I do this too. But it's it's basically meal planning. 
Oh yeah. Meal planning is hands down one of the most underrated health tools out there. And why it's so helpful is because, you know, we, we tend to eat emotionally. We tend to make impulse buys and that's why you should never go grocery shopping when you're hungry, things like that. Yes. But, but what's powerful about a, a meal plan is first of all, we're all busy and it's all, you know, life, the, the, the amount of stress in everyone's life can never be underestimated. No matter with whether you're single, married, have kids, don't have kids, doesn't matter. Life itself has become more convoluted, more stressful. And there are environmental hazards out there, whether it's, you know, 4G, 5G, you know, whether the things you can see and the things you can't see, they are affecting our moods, they're affecting our temperament, they're affecting our nervous system. So we don't need that added stress of like, what's for dinner? Like mm-hmm. the less you can like, the more you can control your decisions during your day, because we all have, by the end of the day, we all have decision fatigue. And so when, what meal gets most hindered? Well, I would say lunch and dinner get most hindered because usually what happens is you work through lunch. So you're, you're making port and you're either not eating lunch or you're grabbing something on the go. And then when it gets to dinner time, you're so like done with making decisions all day that you kind of just like make bad you just say like let's call for pizza or let's just grab this and you just make poor decisions so when you have meal planning in place you don't have to think about it it's already ready like you can actually uh plan your week in that okay on tuesday i know that i'm working really all the way up to like five and so i know that cooking dinner that day is going to be stressful so i would i would meal plan that day i would say okay i'm going to slow cook that day so that means mm-hmm. in the morning i'd put my pressure cooker slow cooker set up i throw everything in there i'd set the timer and it cooks during the day so i don't have to do anything that way when it hits five o'clock and i'm trying to feed myself or my kid my family or whatever it's already done you know so meal planning is key but it also helps you when you go to the grocery store you're not making impulse buys because you're going off of your list and that yeah. list, you just stick to your list and then you don't bring in stuff because that's the other thing is I, you know, I'm, I'm human and I, and I, I eat, I'll eat sugar, I'll eat chips, I'll eat all that stuff if it's in the house. Yeah. So I've really learned to keep it out of the house. Like to, if it's there, if I, if I can see it, I'll eat it. So I really make a point of not bringing any of those kind of things into the house. Mm-hmm. and truly make and by doing that it makes it truly a, a rare moderate treat um and it's one that we only use take when we go out so it's yeah. it's really it takes effort you know to get like a dessert because and and yeah that i found hands down the best way to do it that's a um, rule i actually made for myself uh because yeah. i was a sugar i was a carb addict and I, you know, it was hard, it was affecting my health. So I made a rule, if I ever do have a dessert, it's always at a nice restaurant. It's the best, you know, yeah. it's the best of the best, not just some crappy thing off the shelf, right? Yeah, that's absolutely the way to do it. And it, if it's, and I know people are like, oh, but I'm, you know, if I bring it in the house, I'm, I can portion it out. I'm like, yeah, but can you? Because what happens is you buy that Costco size of whatever it is, mm-hmm. and then, you're basically what you do is show, yeah, maybe you're putting, you know, you're portioning it out, but you're portioning out every night. You know, yeah. there's this thing where you just feel like you got to keep eating it. Um, yes. And, and so, and particularly you're setting yourself up for failure when you have a hard day, because if it's in the house and you're having a hard day, you will go to it. That's a guarantee. If yeah, there's, I, there's, I really think we're all, most of us, we don't want to admit this, but we're all emotional eaters. Oh, all you know? of us. <laughs> it's human. It's human. It's the inconsistency, a, it's a human trait. Yes, I agree. 
Um, the other thing that I would have on my list for health changes that I made, and I made this the, the very next day after my, um, this change, the very next day after my, the passing of that kidney stone, which is mm -hmm. drinking water. I, I carry water. Here's my huge thing. I carry water with me everywhere yeah. I go. And it started the very next day after I got out of the hospital and holy moly, like that's, that's, that's been life-changing. Um, mm -hmm. I even, I even think about this. So there's this one guy in my life, um, his name is David and he, he came to me, like we got to know each other when he was like 19. I mean, he was really young. I mean, maybe even 20 or 21. And, um, he, he had acne. He had H, uh, he, he was, uh, H what is, what is the, uh, the, um, where you, you, you can't focus, you know, um, oh, ADHD, ADHD. Thank you. Yes. Um, he, he had ADHD. He, he, he was just one of those guys that never stopped moving. Mm -hmm. And I, I gave him his first job at, uh, my meal delivery service at the time. And, um, he, so he, at one point asked me, he said, Hey, you know, I'm cause he was seeing us cook a certain way. And he was kind of seeing how we were focusing on health. And he said, Hey, James, what's one way I could start getting health? Oh, he was also smoking at the time. That's an important piece. So he was smoking bad acne, um, drinking tons of sodas and fast food and stuff like that ADHD. And mm -hmm. he, he finally asked me at one point, he said, Hey, what, what's one thing I can do to start getting healthy. And I said, drink more water. That's it. I said, let's just make it super achievable. Just drink more water. So for every Coke or Pepsi you drink, you have to drink two cups of water, you know, and, and, if, and if ideally, eventually you stop drinking the soda, but I want to see you drinking more water. So that one change started to clear up his skin. Yeah. <laughs> eventually got him just eventually got him off the sodas and the fast food just because he was drinking more water that that kind of like was the gateway to start making other healthy choices. He eventually stopped smoking. Oh, wow. he, uh, his ADHD was no longer became an issue. Mm -hmm. And he, um, he started then eventually working out he started like, just that one thing started him on the path of taking better care of himself. And to this day now, he's like a completely different person. Wow. And it all started with just drinking more water. Wow. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. I, I agree. I, you know, um, actually my husband, um, he was always big into water and for me, it took kind of going through my, you know, kind of health crisis, um, to realize how important it was. And I started drinking more water. I lost weight. I felt better. I wasn't, you know, craving all these, you know, different foods all the time. It helps with that too. And I had acne too. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's the, it's that sleep and that are kind of like the top two tools and they're so easy, right? I mean, sleep yeah. is sometimes challenging, but it just takes, yeah. you, it just takes practice, but drinking more water is not challenging. That's very easy. And it starts with like, you know, you want to carry a, you know, a bottle around. I recommend not doing the thin plastic bottles, but like just yeah. getting the bottle and filling it all the time with some clean water. Um, mm -hmm. But that one change, you know, it, 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 it's a real good gateway to making bigger changes later on. Yeah. It um, is. I mean, we're, we're what, almost 70% water. Yeah. It's same as the <laughs> earth. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I also, I also noticed that I feel better also when I'm in the water near yeah. a water source. <laughs> there you go. That's nice. Yeah. Um, 
But so th- those are kind of the health changes I made. I, I would add to my list just to support your listeners even more. Like I would add two more things to my list of like major health changes. One is um, reading labels. You know, when we go to the grocery mm-hmm. store, it's so important. I can't and I can't emphasize that enough. You can't just look at the front of the packaging. There was this um, product that I was looking at because uh, I'm always looking at products on the shelf. That's kind of part of my jobs. I'm always looking what foods are out there, how are they marketing it and seeing what ingredients are. And, um, and I remember I saw one where, and I can't remember exactly what it was at this point, if it was a cracker or what it was, but it was like, mm-hmm. it was like made with olive oil and rosemary or something like that. It just said oh, two yeah. main ingredients. And so you're like, Oh, that's interesting. But then you turn it around and it's like, no, it's not just olive oil. It's mm-hmm. also, uh, it also had sunflower oil in it. Uh, I think it had canola oil in it. Yeah. And it was like, why aren't they marketing those two things on the front? And it's because they know that those aren't marketable terms. Those are not things people are more and more informed to, to avoid foods with those products. So if yeah. you just read the front of the packaging, you would think it has you know, certain ingredients in it, but it's not until you go to the back and read the ingredients label, the nutritional facts box, do you actually see what's in it? And that's, I always recommend people learn what's in it. And if you can't recognize what is it, what it is, then don't mm-hmm. buy it. Cause if you I, don't recognize it, your body doesn't recognize it. Exactly. And I think that was the hardest thing I had when I, well, I was trying to eliminate sugar and all, you know, seed oils and all this stuff. Um, because I noticed they were causing me a lot of health issues. Uh, brain issues, all kind of issues. Um, But trying, trying, you need to educate yourself, you know, because they hide, especially sugar, it has so many names, you know, and then the seed oils have so many different forms and names. Um, But my number one rule is I don't buy anything with over, you know, unless it's a lot of herbs, like over four ingredients. You know, and if the first ingredient is a form of sugar, that's out, you know? Yeah, if it's in like the top three, I would definitely, um, unless it is something that that's meant to be sweet, but most things have sugar in it and they don't need to. And that kind of leads actually to my last point, which is, um, you know, another real gateway to eating healthier is to do something as simple as make your own salad dressings. And, I, and I'm a yes. big proponent of that. And I say salad dressings because really salad dressings are predominantly what people are buying out there. They're buying salad mm-hmm. dressings and sauces and they t- technically can be similar things, but salad dressings in general, the majority of them, I mean, truly the majority of them are so bad. Like they either have yeah. sugar, they don't need to have sugar. They have poor oils, they have preservatives, they have additives that are unnecessary and they're just, they're really, really bad. You, you pick, take the top three salad dressings, in 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 the u.s and i guarantee they're like wishbone any of those kind of major companies have been around a long time that i guarantee the ingredients are really poor yeah um and so you simply pull that stuff out of your diet and you start to see you lose weight you start to see the brain fog goes away you start to feel better and mm-hmm. there are really easy ways to make your own dressings like uh one of the cookbooks you mentioned that i that i did is called the mm-hmm. the naked foods cookbook and in that cookbook we have like 10 mason jar recipes for for salad dressing so literally you just put we show you what to put in a mason jar Mm -hmm. and a mason jar is any really any container you have at home and then you put all those ingredients and you shake it and i and i can show you i can show people how to make salad dressing in three minutes 
-hmm. like how to make a balsamic vinaigrette in three minutes. In fact, like we can tell your audience right now how to do it. Yeah, you like. would you? That would be amazing because, okay. you know, for me, that was the, the, the number one thing that was stopping me from getting healthier too. I didn't realize it for a few years was the salad dressing. Yeah. I was like, wow, why am I still feeling crappy and I'm eating all these vegetables and super clean ingredients, you know? So it's, it's, there's so many things hidden in salad dressing. So yeah, those, those points, salad dressings and reading the labels, I mean, it's it, drinking more water, all those things, sleep. It, those things really aren't that challenging. I didn't tell you to go running for an hour a day. You know, I didn't tell you to like start going and buy buy some expensive, crazy you know, exercise tool, you know, what I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the things I'm telling you do are very doable. And um, so this is how you make your own salad dressing, the simplest balsamic vinaigrette. So when you think of salad dressings, you want to think of a three to one ratio. And when I say three to one, that means three parts of oil to one part vinegar or acid. So, cause vinegar, I say acid because it could be lemon juice. It doesn't have to be a vinegar. It could be lime juice, anything that's acidic. Okay. So three parts oil to one part acid. And the thing that I want you to think about is when I say three to one, you might be going, well, three of what, like what size? And it doesn't matter as long as the size of what you're using is consistent. So if you want to say a tablespoon, then it's three tablespoons oil to one tablespoon of vinegar. If you, you want to use a, a, a fourth of a cup, it's three fourths of a cup of oil to one fourth. You got what I'm saying? So three to one, it doesn't matter what the container is. Okay. I, I even show people how you can use the cap. You can use the cap of the oil as mm -hmm. you're measuring, but as long as you keep the same measuring tool for the three to one, okay. that's what's key. And you, you put three, so let's say extra virgin olive oil, you use three parts extra virgin olive oil, you put that in a little jar, mm -hmm. and then you add one part of a balsamic vinegar, add that, shake it up. And now you have the most simple balsamic vinegar that will taste good. You mm -hmm. can also add, you know, black pepper, you can add pluck, you could add mm -hmm. salt, you know, you can add these things to kind of change the flavor a little bit. You could add a little Dijon mustard, mm -hmm. um, then it becomes a Dijon, you know, like a Dijon balsamic vinaigrette, that kind of mm -hmm. thing. You can change up the vinegars. You can sometimes use the champagne vinegar. You can sometimes use uh, lemon juice, as I said. You can use red wine vinegar, white wine vinegar, balsamic. You know, you can change it up. You can change up the oil. Sometimes it's avocado oil. Sometimes it's extra virgin olive oil. Sometimes it's sesame oil. You know, and if you use sesame oil, you might want the vinegar to be like rice rice vinegar or something. You, you know what I mean? Change it up like that. Okay. But three to one three to one. And it's just simple, simple, simple. Wow. Yeah, that is simple. <laughs> and I don't think a lot of people realize how easy it is to do, you know, it really is. It's just about, you know, just have the ingredients in your household and you can make it so much faster than going to the store and buying it. I mean, mm -hmm. so much faster than, than even like going into your fridge, grabbing the store-bought stuff, shaking it up. You know I mean? It's, it's, it's just as fast and or faster. It really can be. And yeah, it's so and much then, better. Yeah, it is. And, you know, and it's crazy how when you take these things out of your diet, if I have another dressing, you know, that may have seed oils in it, it affects you. It, you don't realize, for me anyway, maybe I'm just ultra sensitive, but. <laughs> well, no, I mean, actually, you bring up a good point. 
I, I believe actually most people are sensitive to it, but they don't realize it. You know, maybe mm -hmm. we're either not connected to our bodies and or we're so impacted, we're so chronically ill that we don't even know how it feels to feel amazing. Yeah. And so a lot of times people think that whatever state they're in is their norm. I mean, I've seen I've seen people walking around, you know, and I can tell that they don't they, that they're not comfortable in their body. I can I can see the dark rings around their eyes that usually mm -hmm. is a sign that they're eating alert, you know, foods that they're allergic to or that okay, they're not okay. getting asleep or something like that. You know, you can see these things on their yeah. face or on their body. And and what's fascinating is that when I talk to them, though, I can tell that they just think this is part of aging. Like they just they're like, well, I'm getting older. It's yeah. like, no, this is not how you do not have to live this way. You do not have to be uncomfortable in your body. You don't have to be limited in your body. You don't have to kind of have dark sh shadows and, and, and kind of like bad skin or anything like that. You don't have to. You mm -hmm. really don't. Like you can feel amazing and you can look amazing. Yeah. You can shine as bright as a star, but you just got to change what you're eating and get some support. Yes. I love it. Yeah. That's like my whole message too. That's, you know, rock your best life because for years we, we go about and we, and we are feeling horrible like I was, and I didn't know until I removed all those things. And I'm like, oh my gosh, people, you can, do, you don't have to suffer. You know? well, and we and it's so complicated nowadays too, like because we're getting we're getting told from every different angle, like how we're supposed to eat, what we're supposed to do, and all that yeah. stuff. And notice, you know, I didn't in in those kind of changes that I the health changes I made and the things I'm recommending people notice, and none of them am I telling you how to eat. I'm I'm no. not telling you. And and the reason why is because I really believe that the choices you make around eating, you know, what diet are you vegan, are you carnivore, whatever it is. Like to me, that is a personal decision. Yeah. And, you know, is one better than the other? I don't know for you, but exactly. I do know this. I do know this is I know that we all have our journeys with food. I mean, I went on it. I had a journey where I was eating only chicken for a long time. And then from there, it went to I was only eating uh, vegetarian, like tofu, tons of tofu. Yeah. And here's the thing. I had my journey on where I went with food and I needed to go on that to get to where I'm at now. Exactly. That's one. We have to honor our journey. But two is that what you eat is really a choice. It's really up to you. But how your body reacts to it is not up to you. That is the truth of what your body wants. And so all I ask is that whatever you choose diet-wise, you then equally, you know, listen to what your, how your body reacts. So that means if you're choosing to be vegan or vegetarian and you're finding that you're always hungry or you're finding that you're, you're, you're gassy all the time and that you have upset stomach, you know, that you're, you kind of have distress you know, bowel, bowel and in, intestinal distress a lot. Well, that's your body feedback. Your body's giving you feedback by what you're eating. And the same thing goes if you're eating carnivore and you're finding that you're constipated all the time, that's body feedback. Yes. So either, you either adjust or you change course, but don't pretend that that's just random. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. your body's- Your body's trying to tell you something, right? Yeah, and so listen, listen to your body and let your body dictate what your diet is. And, but feel free to make as many choices as you want on the way to discovering what works best for your body. Yes, I completely agree with that message.
Well, um, time is starting to tick down here. Um, what is, what is kind of, what are you work? Is there anything exciting you're working on right now that you want to talk to us about? Or what is Yeah, your... well, I'm working on, um, so, so Pluck in its current state, the all-purpose seasoning is available at eatpluck.com. Okay. Um, and I am currently working on two new flavors. Okay. And um, I'm really excited to debut that. And plus, we're going to have a fourth sort of option, um, I guess, flavor that people also do um, be able to choose from. So we're, we have the all-purpose. We're going to have a spicy version of the all-purpose. We're going to have a third kind of like vegetable herb. And then the fourth option is actually going to be 100% pluck. So for those people that just want powdered organ meats and don't want any salt, don't want anything in it, they'll have that option as well. Wow, that's amazing. Yes, I'm excited. I'll probably be trying all those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So where where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Yeah. So as I said, the web the, yeah the website is eatpluck.com. That's where you can purchase and email us. Um, you can also follow us on social media at eatpluck uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest, um, and then you can also follow me individually at Chef James Barry with an A. Um, on, I'm on social media as well for that under that handle yeah. so those are the kind of three ways to find us and tap us into us and please uh check us out um try try pluck there's lots of discounts out there um people can get get one um like pluck 10 for example p-l-u-c-k 10 is a 10 percent discount um, on your first order so you can use that one and um and let us know what you think, because we're we're we only just launched in in January of 2021, and uh, so we're a newer business, and we appreciate as many you know everyone's support, and we just we love the feedback. It's going to help us inform us of how to uh, continue to grow and expand. Yes, and I will put everything. I'll put all those links in the show notes too, um, along with with the books too. Um, and I thank you so much for coming on today, James. Thank you. Thanks for continuing to rock everyone's health. Yes, yes. <laughs>